Boys and girls and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name's Jake and I'm joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Johnny Larkin. How are you, John Doe? Pretty good, pretty good. Getting excited now. Not, not long. long not long. What is it? Three days? Four days? One. Yeah, three days till their first game. Got four days till mm. the cats first go. But not here to talk four about that. Four the one that counts. Mm. That's right. That's right. There will be a preview show. Sambo and I are going to yep. jump in um, and get a preview show out for you in the next couple of days. Um, so you'll be fully previewed for the game Cats v. The Pies. But today, on this episode of the Chavs Chat Cats, we are going to look at... Some news items. There's a little bit of news floating around. Not an absolute, you know, buttload. Imperial, imperial fuck ton. Um, but there's some. Uh, so we'll get into that and then we'll end the show. We'll round it off with a little bit of a predictions palooza. Making some predictions oh, yeah. um, for the Cats 2023 season. Um, Johnny, let's get underway here first up. Um, and that is that Joel Selwood cannot stay away um, from <laughs> from the cats. Are we it's re- reported? Are we surprised hey? by this at all? Is no, anyone actually surprised? Not at all. <laughs> Will we be surprised if he's like pulling on a Guernsey by like week seven? Yes. You know, the cats have a few injuries in midfield, and then Joel I, just suits up again. I think they'll have to <laughs> sort of like wrestle him to make sure he doesn't do that. So you can't. Yeah. Like, we want you to play, but you can't. I'd also heard that he's possibly going to be doing stuff with the Australian cricket team while they're in England. High demand. High demand. Because he's going to be, I think the only reason why is because he's going to be in England around the same time that Ashes is on. So he might be helping him out with some leadership stuff or whatever. So yeah, high, high demand this Selwood fellow is. That's right. Um, now he's going to be working, trying to see where they, um, what, uh, like, um, how they define this. Uh, Steve Hawking said the next twelve months presents a unique and rich opportunity for Joel to learn the craft of off-field football administration, as he embraces new dawns and new opportunities post-playing. This, of course, coming from the article on the Cats website by Sarah Kalaya or Kalaja. I'm not sure, um, but the article is by. Um, on the Cats website. Um, so, you know, opportunity for Joel to learn the craft of off-field football administration. Uh, we know Joel is an impressive leader and we believe he can continue to play an important role with the club in his new capacity. It sounds like he's going to be working on, uh, you know, across a bunch of different spots. Um, uh, I'm trying to see what they actually define this. Here we go. Um, Selwood will be employed part-time working across multiple departments across the club as ambassador and connector of key stakeholders and Geelong Football Club Foundation. will also play an active role with the club's membership team, um, continuing to bring his Cardinia spirit and care for our community to our members and fans. All in all, Johnny, sounds like a pretty logical step um, to pretty not logical. totally cast off a great club legend, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's definitely wanted to keep his caliber of player around your club. Who knows, he mm. may be one one day coaching this team 
or coaching mm. another team in some format. I'll be I'll be staggered if he's not in coaching in AFL at some point. He's definitely got the the brains and the leadership and the know how. But yeah, mm. it's definitely a smart move by the cats. Keep him a cat for life. Yeah, and it's sort of like a little bit contrasted, like I feel like you know, you go back to Carlton with Eddie Betts last year, where like unable to keep a dude there in house who had been, you know, a bit of a ledge. Um, I like that the Cats, I, I put it this way, I love that he's not off to the Sydney Swans or GWS or something like that. Oh. I really like that. Geelong's, it's you know, dumb. got him on. Yeah, exactly. Um, God forbid he ever wears that brown and gold. Um Ugh. So yeah, no, no. It seems like a no-brainer. Good hire. Going to be, yeah, good to have him around. I assume that he Definitely. would be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, the next one I want to go, and I'm pretty proud of myself uh, for this little headline Ooh. here, John. Oshin making waves. That's ah, all. Just Jesus. appreciate that little headline. <laughs> How long did it make? Did it take you to think of that? No, it came to me instantaneously. Just like um, too That's old, good. too slow, two in a row. Which, yeah, you know, <laughs> the Carlton draft should definitely slap on a T-shirt before too yes. long. Too old, too slow, two in a row. You heard it here first. I came up with that Did. on a Yank on the Footy podcast. So, um, yeah. Unless you've um, listened to that one, you're hearing it here first, but otherwise you could be hearing it second. So, Oshin Mullen, Oshin making waves. Um, Zach Tui. I guess has brought some uh, a bit of a bit of media pop to him you could, this you week. You could say uh, Tui was uh, mulling over this one. Oh, 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 Johnny, Johnny, he's away. He's back. He might. You know what? Back. Johnny's back at work. He's had two yeah. weeks off. First day. So he's back. Yeah, he's back at work, but he's also back in tip-top shape for the season. I feel like we've we've handled the off-season really well, John. We're, we're like flying we towards one. Um, so Ocean we're Mullen, building nicely. Yes, 100%. 100%. Now, I don't know exactly where Zach Tui said this, but I do know Zach Tui was interviewed on the Smaller Fish GAA podcast. Um I, by Colm Parkinson during the week. Good podcast. Um, and there's a, a regular episode that they do called uh, Irish Abroad, which Zach Tui is featured on pretty heavily. Um, so I don't know if that's where this quote came from. I'm just reading it out. Uh, here it says, Tui told afl.com.au. So there you go. That's where it came from, um, is afl.com.au. I'm not sure people realise how big a deal Oshin is in Ireland. He's just about the best young footballer in Ireland, if not the best, certainly one of the best. He was playing at a high level back home, so he has really good professional standards. It really would be like pulling Nick Dacos out of the AFL. He was young footballer of the year a couple of times, which is the highest honour you can win at that age. Nick Dacos is probably a really good example, to be the, to be honest. He's the most highly rated player in his type and position, which is running half back. Any team in Ireland would have snapped your hand off if they could have gotten him. To make the move was a really big and brave decision as well, which tells you how serious he is to make it work. It's a big deal. Um, Johnny, what are your sort of thoughts on this? Do you like it? Does it get you excited? Where are you at? Uh, all of the above. All of the above. Absolutely excited to... 
here too. Um, back Oshin Mullen in pretty highly and praising him pretty highly. So, yeah, I think we had a fair idea that he was going to be pretty good. But I think mm. you're also hearing it from Zach too. He's saying, you know, he actually is a quite a huge deal in Ireland. That's yeah, that's pretty pretty satisfying that Cats are able to lock him in and. You know, he's, he's still finding his feet with the AFL and living in Australia, but yeah, I think I think he, once he gets settled, he could definitely be a high-quality player, like to his saying. So, yeah, very excited to see what he can bring and what he can do once he's got used to the way the AFL plays, which, by what to his mm. saying, shouldn't take him too long, being a highly professional player and person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like it. It's, as you said, it's good to hear um, anyone who's, you know, been able to watch any highlights of Ocean Mullen in the GAA for, for Mayo would know like the obvious upside to his skill set in terms of his quickness, power, you know, um, ability to join the attack from defense, all that sort of stuff, creativity. But it's just, yeah, it's just going to be getting used to the the Australian game, the different ball and all that sort of thing. So I don't know. It'd be amazing if he made a year one impact, if he was able to, you know, through yep. form in the VFL, work his way into the side. But if not, I could see year two or three, you know, having got development years in him, I, I could really see it. And, it's, you know, sometimes it does take time. Um, all right, Johnny, uh, another one here that you won't hear reported um, many other places. So you got to come to the chaps if you want the really juicy stuff. But the Cats um, potentially signing uh, a country footballer here. Um, potential, you know, obvious, you know, clouds hanging over the forward line, Johnny, in week one um, with, you know, potential absence of Jeremy Cameron, you know, the the ongoing injury with Tom Hawkins. Shannon Neal still working his way back through, and they're looking for a for a key forward position. Yeah. Um, and there's rumours out there that they're going after a key forward from Eastern Catamatite, um, who play in the Pecola Premier Footy Division. Brendan Bumps. Now Bumps is a big fella, Johnny. Um, bumpy. You know, weighing in a bit. Yeah, Bumps, Bumpy, El Bumpo. Um, 120 kgs is big Bumpo, so that's about 20 more than Tom Hawkins. So. A uh, bit of heft. Uh, bit of 126, heft. 126 goals for the East, uh, the Eastern Catamatite Catfish Resies last year, Johnny. Like a bit out of left field, but what are your thoughts? Would you be keen to see the Cats go after uh, El Bumpo? Oh, absolutely. I um, mean, kicking 120 mm. goals in a reserve side, that, that's pretty high standard stuff there. As you said, he's a big mm. fellow, so he's got muscle on him he could be about out muscle mm. other guys like hawkins and you know we, we do need another big strong guy like hawkins in the team you know you want that big mm. strong guys who can wrestle people out of a rock and snap a few goals out mm. maneuver them in the contest or out muscle them yeah absolutely I would, and you know without hawkins and possibly jeremy cameron there we're going to need that mm. extra fall back into forward line just to have a target and not just rely on um, Gary Rowan and Henry, Jack, Ollie Henry, because Jack Henry's also out. So we need to find well, some people. It, and why not go left field? Of, 
why not go left field? Why not go out to Eastern Katamatai and grab the guy yeah. who not only kicked 126 goal in the Resis last year, also won the mid-season pie-eating competition. So, like, there's a so lot he, going. Yeah. It shows he's a competitor to me, you know, like it yeah. shows he's got that yeah. winning edge. He wants to win and everything he's eat. in, whether it's kicking snags or eating pies. And if you can eat that many pies and still play a higher quality game of football, then... You know, he's a professional athlete and knows what he's doing and knows his body extremely well. So, yeah, sign him (laughs) on, I say. It's um, the other question, Johnny, is if this occurs and El Bumpo goes on to play good footy for the Cats, just how cheesed off would Collingwood and Richmond fans be with the Cats pulling yet another diamond in the rough out of their ass? Well, they should just be pissed off at themselves that, they keep failing to notice good players. I mean, yeah, it's not that hard. Absolutely. You just got to Elba- use that. <laughs> I guess being a, you know, a bit more of a country club like the Cats are, we, you know, got a bit more of that connection, that bit more of a rural feel mm. to it. And, you know, you can sympathise with these guys going, you know, you mm. can still have a farm. You can still mm. do all this. And you still play football still- in the AFL. You can still eat 20 pies at the mid-season pie-eating competition. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And by then, Hawkins must likely be back so he can go back to his catfish and pie-eating contest yeah. and call him back up yeah. again when we need him. I like it. El Bumpo making a dash from the bush, um, possibly to help the cats in week one. Would love to see that, John. Just big Absolutely. El Bumpo, Brendan Bumps, tear the pies a new one uh, in week one. Uh, anyway... Uh, let's move on. We've got some injury updates here. And this sort of was just taken from reading this article. The the article on the Cats website is, Cats looking at 90,000 for season opener, uh, says football, uh, Geelong GM football, uh, Simon Lloyd. Um, It's an interesting title. Geelong general manager, football Simon Lloyd. Is football his first name? You know, (laughs) football Simon Lloyd. Um, I don't know. Why not? Um, Geelong, yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> um, said the Cats are hoping for over 90,000 fans at the MCG next Friday night, blah, 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 blah. Um, the interesting bits that I thought out of this article, Johnny, were that Jack Henry obviously is going to miss the season opener. Um, yep. Jake Collar-Jasney is going to continue to be monitored. So there's a lot of focus on the forward line absences, obviously, but you know, Jack Henry can also swing back. Jake Collar-Jasney is a backman. Um, Here's the sort of quote text uh, from Simon Lloyd, from football Simon Lloyd. Um, Obviously, Jack Henry injured his foot a couple of weeks ago. He's now well over a a week post-surgery. Jack will be non-weight-bearing for the next fortnight. So still two weeks. Um, For those who don't know what a fortnight is. Then his rehabilitation Look at the new Americans. John, alienate. Is there anyone else you might like to alienate from the podcast audience? We're, we're always yet. trying. Not just okay. yet. <laughs> um, that, will, that will be a medium-term injury, but Jack's in a great headspace, um, blah, blah, blah. Jake Collar-Jasney yes. currently in concussion protocols, and as per any concussion, will be guided by a medical team as to Jake's progress. He's on the improve, but again, will be guided by a medical team and just to add to that, Johnny, before I go to you, and you can sort of cherry pick where you want to go with this, um, Mitch Duncan, Toby Conway, and Shannon Neal are all still working through their respective programs. Um, 
Shannon Neal still working back into sort of normal training? Would it say he had an ankle? He's involved in main training at the moment, which will increase over the next couple of weeks. Toby Conway is now weight bearing. Um, he's doing a lot of strengthening work on that foot. Mitch Duncan was in South Australia to continue his training program. But all of this, to me, John, says we're likely not to have Mitch Duncan in yes. week one against Collingwood as well. What, what are your sort of thoughts? What are your takeaways? Is, is, is it Collar Jasney? Is it Henry? Or is it Duncan that's of the sort of biggest concern to you? Are any of them concerns to you? Where are you at with it? I think the biggest concern would probably be Duncan, just what he was able to do last year. But knowing mm. we've got, you know, Jack Bowes, Tanner Bruin, Ollie Henry, even Jai Clark, um, and all those the other ones like um Riccardi and all that, mm. I think I think the cats Jai Clark's I think, a good call. Yeah. I think um, oh, sorry, rather yeah, yeah. Jack Bowes, Bowes could really yeah. slot into Duncan's role pretty seamlessly. Mm. He's he's got a good you know, experience already and as we saw against Hawthorne, the the way he's able to position himself get to the ball, mm-hmm. and then make space for himself. Very that Mitch Duncan-like. So I think I think Duncan would be fairly well covered if Jack Bowes gets his chance, which, by the way, that we're not, um, I mean, all these players that are injured, he's, he's, I think all three will have a high chance of making a round one debut for the Cats, except maybe Jai Clark that may keep him... Get him yeah. away for a little bit longer, unless he is ready to go and impressed enough. But yeah, yeah I think last last year, if we said all these players were injured and they're going to miss round one, <laughs> I would have been very worried. But mm. this year, it's sort of like, oh, it's best to get all this shit out of the way now, rather than round 19, 20, 22, whatever. So yeah, and as, we, as we've been saying all through the preseason, it's best to make sure everyone's right. You may not win first couple of rounds or the first round, but, you know, as long as we're, what, five and three or whatever, up to eight rounds, we're hmm. sitting pretty. We're still there. So I'm not as concerned as I would have been last year, but depends how long these injuries do, you know, carry on. If we can get Duncan back early enough and Hawkins back soon, then their injury worries will be less. But, yeah, I'm still feeling very comfortable and confident in the Cats that they know what they're doing and they've got the players to replace these guys and cover them pretty easily. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I was just – I guess I was a little bit shocked, um, you know, going, holy shit, Mitch Duncan's out as well sort of thing. Yeah. Like it, um, it's definitely yeah, it's, going it's- under the radar, that Duncan. Yeah, and you know, you sort of get it that Hawkins and you know that sort of thing, Henry take the take the pop because they're the big forwards, and it's like that's who people were sort of you know going to be alarmed about. But yeah, Duncan was such a presence back there last season. Yeah. Um, once he came back from injury, um, all right, I think that's just about that for the news portion of the show. I'll just mention to people the Cats VFLW practice uh, match happened their, their second. Um, Annalie McKee kicked two singles to Mia Skinner, Poppy Shap, Cheryl DeGroot, and Olivia Ciccolini. Ciccolini uh, all kicked one. The Cats beating the Western Bulldogs 6 2, 38 to 2 6 18. Uh, and there's a really good match right up um, 
on that on the website. Um, some good quotes from Elise Coventry, the coach of the Cats, um, talking about players she thought played really well, including Gabby Featherston. So be interested nice. to see how Featherston is progressing in her second year at this level. Um, so, yeah, all right. We've reached the middle point of the show. We're about to get into predictions. Palooza just wanted to take a mid-show moment just to thank the beautiful patrons who subscribe to the Chap Chat Cats Patreon channel. It's five Aussie dollars a month. When you go to sign up, it'll say $3.50 US dollars per month. That's because I cannot currently change it out of US dollars. Um, but $3.50 equates to about five Aussie dollars. So it's five bucks a month. Um, you get access to video versions of every single show. And it's important to remember that across this season, Patreon subscribers will get a little more in the goodie bag. Um, That's we're going to be doing just a little more. Um, you'll still get, you know, we love everyone who listens. We love everyone who supports the show, um, obviously. So you'll still get your preview episode, you know, your audio preview episode, your audio recap episode each week. But like I said, video versions of all the shows um, and other bits and pieces. There will be additional podcast content. Um, that's the aim during the season. So you can sign up for that. Um, please do. All right, Definitely. Johnny, let's get in. Let's get into it. Predictions, Palooza, John. Oh, my God. I've lost John. He's fallen out of the chat. So for right now, um, I'm just going to vamp until John pops back into the stream yard. Um, and I'll, I guess, talk about um, the, the, the Patreon. Some ideas we've got. Um, oh, he's back. Just as I was about to vamp about Patreon. Um, all right. Welcome back, Mr. Hi. Johnny Larkin. My window by some reason. All good. But I'm back. They just the, the the good listener just got to avoid another Patreon rant, so it's all good. Oh, um, all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the predictions, Palooza. Let's do it. Um, what we're gonna do is gonna go through. We are gonna predict which cats are gonna finish the top of various statistical categories, just for the team. This isn't against the rest of the AFL, so we're gonna give our predictions for who kicks the most goals for the cats, who has the most disposals per game. Who has the most tackles, who has the most clearances, the most marks, and the most spoils, as well as who wins the Kaji Greaves medal. Uh, Johnny, Lovely. I'm going to be a gentleman and let you go first with the goal-kicking uh, portion of the predictions. Who do you predict will kick the most goals for the Cats in 2023? The last, what, 12... 10, 11 years or whatever it's been, it's been Hawkins who's kicked the mm -hmm. most goals for the Cats. But I think I've got a good feeling that Cameron might get one over Hawkins this year by kicking a few more. So I'm going to go with Jezza Cameron by, I'm going to say 10 goals. I reckon he'll kick 10 more goals than Hawkins, especially if he gets one or two games in ahead of Cam um, Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Jezza Cameron will have another fantastic year and could kick a few bags and, yeah, get the most goals kicked for the Cats. I like it, Johnny. Um, I'm trying to decide if I just go the same. I think we should just go the same. If it's the same, yeah. it's fine. We're, we're it's predicting fine. together. I, I will 
I will also go with Jeremy Cameron, though. I also have a sneaky feeling Tyson Stengel is going to be right there. I almost went absolutely. with Stengel. Um, to Stengel is up absolute, there. Yeah, definitely. Fifty-four uh, think... goals last year. It's... Yeah, I could see him crack that 50 mark again easily. And, easily. you know, it only takes Hawkins to miss a few games at the start of the season, yeah. Cameron maybe to miss a couple of games during the year, which, you know, can happen. Stengel's pretty consistent, you know, consistently available last year. Not impossible cons- to see, but... And consistent in kicking two-plus goals a game. Three goals, yeah, definitely. Um. And, and and the other thing about Stengel that I like, so that's sort of a bit of a dark horse, I guess, isn't it? Like a you know sneaky yeah. underdog here with, with Stengel is that it's his second year back at AFL Absolutely. level. And, and, you know, like there were, there were some times last year, particularly in the first half of the season where it was like, oh, he's sort of gone quiet here. It looks like his confidence might be a bit knocked. But then like... The second part of the year, he was just on fire and like ending with four goals in the grand final and that. It was like he's really found his feet at the level again. So who knows what 2023 might hold um, for Stengel. Up next is disposals per game, Johnny. And I am going to take this one. Um, I am going to say... Oh, it's, a, it's a tough one, but disposals per game. So this is just average. They don't have to have the most total. Yeah. Oh, but I'm going to go with Cam Guthrie. He might have been the leader last season, but like I feel like he just gets himself uh, an ungodly amount of the footy. I can easily yeah. see him averaging up near that 30 disposals per game. He goes about his business pretty quietly. Other ones that I would think of, you know, might... See, see, Danger last year was sort of up and down. I'm sort mm. of looking for those players who are going to have that consistent through but he's line. captain now. Mm, does it change? So well, where a- are you going, Johnny? Are you going with Danger? Uh, it's a toss-up between Dangerfield and Cam Guthrie. And I think to be a little mm. bit different, so not just not going the same each time, I'm going to go with Dangerfield. All right, Johnny's going with Danger. A little bit of extra. Captaincy responsibility may drive him to get the ball a little bit more, but okay. on the other side, it could also just go, well, I don't need to do this. I can run on the outside and use my big mm. hoof to get as many goals as I want because he's a captain now and he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's, it's dangerous dictatorship. We're all just living in it. Yep. Um, Absolutely. All right. <laughs> We're uh, in the danger zone off. now. That's right. You can lead off um, in the next one, which is tackles. Who is going to get the most tackles for the Cats in 2023, well, Johnny? If this guy it? can get a complete season under his belt without any injury worries, get through all the games that he can, I'm going to go with Brandon Parfit. I mean, we all saw mm-hmm. what he was able to do last year when he was playing games. He was basically leading tackles and pressure and mm. all that. And the only other player that sort of did challenge him was Tom Atkins when mm. Parfit went out. So I can see Parfit becoming that ball again, just a pressure machine, mm. getting tackle after tackle, getting and spilling the ball out of the op- 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 opposition hands into our guys' hands. Mm. So, yeah, I think mm. Parfit. I like it. I like it. 
for me, it was out of three players. Um, it was out of Parfit, Atkins, and Cam Guthrie. I yep. feel like Cam Guthrie had um, actually a surprisingly high I think he did amount too. of tackles last season. I can't really remember off the top of my head whether he was averaging five tackles a game or four and a half or something. But um, I am going to go. I'm going to go with Atkins. I, I'm going to I'm going to predict yes. he backs up last year. Um, now I'm, I'm not a hundred percent convinced because there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of players fighting for that, that tackle count lead, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tom Atkins cause I'd really like to see it. Um, I'd like Atkins to back it up, but, I, but I think you might have hit the nail on the head with Parfit. I think, I think people forget because of his injury, like how good Brandon Parfit was before he went out mm. and, and like he was desperately unlucky to be injured because he wouldn't have lost his spot in the team. Um, no, he would have not. been an auto pick for the grand final. So um, I've seen a few people going, oh, is Brandon Parfit in the best 22? You know, he absolutely yes. is. He's 100%. Um, absolutely. Definitely. All right, Johnny, that takes us to clearances. Um, and I'm going to lead off here. Clearances. It's an interesting one. Cam Guthrie, I think, had the, had the form last year. Um, I am going to say, though, because I think Dangerfield was actually surprisingly high in the equation last year. I'm going to go that Dangerfield gets it done. Um, because remember, he, I think he actually might have had a top three for the Cats in terms of average clearances yeah. per game. He missed a lot of footy because of the, you know, the injury management plan and stuff. So I'm going to say Dangerfield, I'm hoping he gets a full season. And if he gets a full season, he's going to lead the team in clearances based on last season's average. If he can repeat that. What about you? Where are you at with clearances? Uh, I was going to pick Dangerfield as well, but I feel like I might okay. go well, you can. completely. <laughs> I'm not going to completely the left field. I think this is really interesting. Do a, okay. do a, um, a bold, I'm going to do a bold prediction. And I'm going to say... John putting his balls on the line. Putting my balls on the line. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tanner Bruin. I, I he, like it. You know, if he can get in round one and mm -hmm. show his stuff and get a full season with the Cats, he may, may be able to get up there with the clearances. So my bold, bold yeah, prediction is going to be Tanner Bruin to lead the clearances. I like it a lot, John. I like it a lot. Uh, he was one that I had in my dark horse sort of category um, and, and same sort of deal. If he gets in, I yep. think he'll be very, very um, fucking good for, for clearances um, come the end of the season. All right. Got three categories left here. Um, I'm going to, uh, you're going to lead us off on this one. Marks. Who takes the most marks for the season oh, for the Cats? Now, this is, is tricky because it's not the most intercepts. No. This is not the most but What intercept, is an intercept mark? Most... That's... <laughs> Isn't that just oh, a mark anyway? That, <laughs> it's, well, it's just a mark. Um, oh, um, very, very easy to take an intercept mark these days, John. It is. Uh, <laughs> all right, what really do you got for one. us, Johnny? I so know. I feel like it was I'm pretty even spread last year between all the players. Mm. Because uh, immediate sort of mind goes to Thomas Stewart, but then that's all of intercept marks. And then once it does go out of the back line, he doesn't get it marks much then. 
Mm. You know, I'm going to go with Isaac Smith. It was the first name that came to my Ooh, mind. Oh, interesting. And I was going to go with him. I feel like he can get a fair bit of the ball on that wing play side. I like it. Johnny goes with Isaac Smith for the most marks. And that's, yeah, like the intercept marks count, but outside of the yeah. intercept marks, um, see, the, Mitch Duncan you don't... had the most oh. last year. He had the most for the Cats last year, but he's going to be missing time. But he did miss yeah. time last year. And Johnny, you're onto something here. Guess who was second for total marks? Isaac, Isaac Smith. Smith. He was indeed. I am going to brain go moment there. With... <laughs> That's right, Johnny. Galaxy braining out here. Um, I am also going. I'm going to go with Mitch Duncan. I'm going to. I'm going to take last year's leader to repeat because he missed time last year. If yep. he hadn't have missed time, then I would have been like, oh, but so no, I, I think he's going to rack him up again. Um. Yeah. All right. Spoils. Now this time I I'm just going to go with what I think is the obvious choice and that is Sam DeConing. I believe he won it last year. I don't see any reason why he can't repeat that. Um so yeah, I'm just going to go chalk here and say Sam DeConing repeats with the most spoils for the Cats in 2023. Yeah, I'm the same. I'll, I'll be yep. right there with you on that one. All right, then. You can take us home here, Johnny, with the first selection. Who wins the Kaji Greaves medal in 2023? Ooh. Tough one. It is a tough one. Mm. I tell you, if he has a fantastic year, does everything well, plays a full season or most of a full season, I may rest him a few times, but I feel like if it's a new responsibility on his shoulders, he could really step up to another little level. I think Dangerfield is in, a, in for a real good shot this year. I think the way he ended like. last year was very fantastic, was fantastic, and the way he came into the final series and just played like the old Dangerfield. I think if he can do that again this year, have some time off throughout the year if he needs. But also the captaincy on his shoulder, I think I think he could not step up to a whole another level, but you know, go up a few mm. pegs. We don't need him at another level, we just need him roughly where he is now. And if he can lift a little bit, that's fantastic. But we don't want him doing anything extraordinary all the time. We just need him to play a very consistent level. And I think he can. I believe he'll be able to, and I think if he does, I think he'll be in for a good shot. I like it, Johnny. Um, it's a tricky one. I'll... I was sort of thinking Cam Guthrie. Yep. Because me too. You know, if I've if I've predicted him now, he was joint winner last year with um, Jeremy Cameron. So. I think I'm going to back him to, to solo it this year. I think I've got him in my nice. head. Like he's going to be up there. You know, he's going to get a lot of the footy. I think he's going to get a lot of clearances. I think he's going to get a lot of marks. I think he's going to get a lot of tackles. He kicks a few goals there. He's consistent. Um, I'm going to go with Cam Guthrie. I, yeah, that's, I like that's, that. my, that's my pick. Um, so we've got 
Both of us select Jeremy Cameron to be the leading goal kicker for the Cats in 2023. Disposals per game average. I say it's Cam Guthrie. Johnny says it's Dangerfield. Tackles. I've got Atkins. Johnny has Parfit for the most tackles this season. Clearances. I've got Dangerfield. Johnny has Dark Horse. Tanner Bruin. Marks. Johnny's gone Isaac Smith. I've gone Mitch Duncan. And the spoils, we've both selected Sam DeConing. And our predicted Kaji Greaves medal winner, I've gone Cam Guthrie. Johnny's gone Patrick Dangerfield. I like it, Johnny. Any other little miscellaneous predictions you want to make before we head off, or will we call this one an episode? Oh, I'm going to go with most rocket outs. It's going to be Reese Stanley. <laughs> nice. I love it. Bold. You put it, yeah. That's a bold put it one. out there. Yeah. All right. Here, here's no. one. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. All right. Just a question more. Does Mark Blixarves kick more than three goals? Does he go under it, over it, or does he hit three goals exactly for the season? For, a, for the season. For the season. Where do you reckon? I reckon he'll go over. I have a sneaky feeling he's going to hit three right on the button, unless, of course, right they on the use button. him. Mm. Unless, of course, he gets a run-up forward to start the season with the absence of um, mm. Cameron and, or, you know, if Cameron's absent for the first week or whatever and Hawkins. So, yeah. Very good. All right. Very I think good. that's it, folks. Um, nice. That is it for this that is it. episode. That's, oh. Yeah, that's it. We got through another episode. There's another one coming out this week because it's Craziness. the start of the season. Holy shit. I cannot believe that it's back. I, like I cannot believe yeah. that, that men's footy has returned. I feel like we were just celebrating grand final victory. Yep. And now it's back. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the uh, the replay sometime during this week before the first game. Um, make sure you... Go on over. Follow the chaps on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter's probably where the, where the most active... And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, I, um, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Would love if you'd go on over on your preferred pod player and give us a five-star rating and a review. That would be grand. If you want to join the Patreon, as I talked about earlier in the episode, five Aussie bucks a month. Um, and do. you, yeah, you can go on over and join up with that. Sambo and I will be back in your ear holes in probably about 48 hours time with a full preview of the Cats v. The Pies. So that'll be bloody exciting. Can't wait, Johnny. Oh, can't, can't wait. wait. Can't wait. Four days. It's going to be a good feeling. Yeah. Four days. We made it through the off-season, folks. Until next time. Again. Go Cats. Go Cats.